Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Sans Pants Radio, it's a fucked week for footy. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys. How good's footy? It's shit house. I don't want to talk about it. It's uh, shut up, Tom. Here we go, 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 No, 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 it's fine. You like your fucking dog shit mate throwing more elbows? Actually, it was a fist. Oh, and yeah. he got a week yeah, for he it. he did, and he and just accepted it. Yeah, no, it is. Guys, I agree with you. He Absolutely, he should get a week. Yeah, give him a week off. He's been begging for one for weeks. <laughs> I reckon that's it. Like, no joke. Mm. I reckon he's actually gone. I wanted a week off four weeks ago, and Chris hasn't given it to me because I'm playing too well. I can't play any less good because I'm Gary Ablett Jr. I'll start decking people and make me the match review panel will give me a week off. Have you got one more game and then the bye? No, I've got two. So we've got Sydney this week in Geelong, which he oh. won't play for. I'd just give him another spell. Then we've got Richmond at the MCG. Give him give him the next two weeks and then the bye, because that's three weeks worth of church time. <laughs> <laughs> That'll superpower him through to grand final day. Uh, He'll win the Norm Smith. Well, you- then he gets another bye before the finals. Another week of church. Fucking uh, oh. pre-finals church. <laughs> so you, usually I'd read emails in the email segment, but we have an email that's literally directly about this issue. So I'll read it now. Uh, this one's from Aaron. Does Gary Ablett have a black belt? <laughs> he says, Tom, don't worry. This isn't a go at you or Geelong. This is squarely aimed at Gary Ablett. Aaron also points out that he can't call him the son of God because his mum gets very upset, even though she is a Geelong supporter. <laughs> Um, and Aaron's just curious has Gary just started not to give a fuck in his old age has he been hunting for a week off but Chris Scott just keeps playing him it's absolutely that why the fuck has Gary become an assassin (laughs) I remember Chris Scott getting upset at Gary being labelled as a sniper by some punters but at this point he keeps aiming at the players heads and it's just not on Tom well I think this one's less of a sniper and this is just a I decided to jump punch someone and missed his jumper he did a Tom Hawk do you know what he went he was like Tom Fuck, Tommy Hawkins, I really want to wake off and Chris won't give it to me. He goes, just do a jump punch and miss. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He goes, I've got fucking two weeks for that. <laughs> just jump a punch, but miss. Apart from Gary Ablett being suspended and accepting that one week ban, we had, look, bad things happen for both mine and Sean's teams. Uh, Essendon copped it worse. Yep. No, you know what? No. No, I think, I think, 
The Brisbane loss is harder to take. Thomas, nah, I'm not, not talking about the loss. I'm talking about everything else that has happened involving the team. Yep, no, that too. That's so good. yeah, Brisbane lost by a point after the siren. That sucks. So this weekend we went in with the news that Joe Danaher and Devin Smith were out for the entire season. An incident to celebrate a loss by 23 points and also lost Dylan Scheel with a hamstring injury and Jake Stringer with a hamstring injury. We still don't have Fantasia next week, nor... Uh, do we have fucking, um, look, there's someone else and I'll remember halfway through and get upset again. We've just got so many injuries. I can't even keep track. Our forward line next week will be Tipper. Oh, that's good. Cause he kicks goals. Who are you playing? Carlton. Oh no. At the MCG. Oh, douche ya. Jesus. The dangerous game. Yes, it is. It is. Oh Tom. no. Yes, Tom. Oh, oh no. Oh fuck. Uh, should probably talk about Bradley Scott. Yeah, before we before we roll into the massive uh, Sir Doug Nichols round, mm-hmm. Brad Scott on Friday morning, Chris Scott told so when people so there's been speculation rife that Chris Scott, uh, Chris Scott, the bad Scott, Brad Scott, yeah, is is done. Yep. He's out the door at North. You know, he's no good, not innovative enough. So he's been questioned about it. There's been a lot of articles written about it. David King went after him pretty hard. Robbo went after him pretty hard. And all year there's been this kind of stench of he's fucked. On Friday morning when reporters were asking him about it in his press conference, Scott was like, nah, it's not happening, you know. Just like, you know, that's an inappropriate topic to talk about. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Unfortunately for Brad and North Melbourne, the story then leaked that he had actually had a meeting with the footy club saying that they were going to part ways. He would not be there in 2020. So that's what they've cut his contract one year short. Yep. That news breaks on Friday night that he's effectively going to leave the club. He comes out and coaches on Saturday. It was so fucking weird. This whole thing was fucking weird, right? Because mm. then on Saturday, he comes out and coaches but still hasn't definitively said that this is his last game or not, but it's just confirmed that, yes, he won't be there in 2020. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, this has to be his last game. There's no way he can keep coaching. But the club are like, no, 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 we'll make a statement. They play the game. You also find out during the game that they haven't spoken to the pl- hadn't spoken to the players until just before the game. Yeah. So when the story broke on Friday, surely you call a crisis meeting, 8 o'clock in the morning, everyone get here, Brad's got to talk to you. Yeah, didn't no. do it. Didn't, didn't talk to the VFL-listed players. Paul Rose in the commentary was gobsmacked that that hadn't happened. Mm. Might have been Paul Rose. <laughs> might, have been, might have been David King, actually. Someone was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> How? It's um, fucked. I, I don't like that. It's bizarre. That, is that true? That's, that is true. That's yeah. true, yeah, that he, that he hadn't. I think maybe it might have been Jonathan Brown I think and Nick Rewalt. Pre-game, Rewell. he was asked for comment, and he said that he's not going to comment on it until he's had a chance to talk to the VFL players. Yep, and he hadn't had because they had an early game. Just get them all there at nine o'clock. It's a very weird thing. I can't remember well, who it was. His, his side of it is that it's a mutual agreement. Yes, and I think it is, but just as it was handled, it was bizarre. But then, of course, North won, and then he had the press conference, and he kind of didn't address it in that press conference. And then the next day at 10 o'clock, he had a press conference where he's like, yep, I'm out of here. And we're like, yeah, we fucking know. We've known since Friday night. It's just weird because North had a bad year a couple of years ago yep. Yep. and then surprised everyone, um, not us though, we always believed in them. Last year when they finished ninth, they yeah. won a lot of games. To be fair, and a couple of years ago after their bad year, they re-signed him for three years. Yep, so they sh- had show of faith in him. And in the off-season, they recruited um, Pollock and Pittard and uh, – Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall, I think Dom Tyson's there Dom as well. Tyson as They brought well. in a few players. Aaron Thomas gets drafted in. Yep, they um, were very Bailey confident. Scott. So then what's happened? So they've had nine nine games where they've been pretty shit out in most of those games. A couple where they've been reasonably close. I don't know, there's a part of me that's just like, so Chris Scott, uh, Brad Scott, sorry. Fuck, this is, must be what their mum feels like. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because when, when nah, just think, just think, something good. Yeah. It's not Brad. Oh damn, that's where I went wrong. <laughs> Are you happy? That's Chris. <laughs> is there? A, is there? A... <laughs> that's the rhyme. Is the <laughs> something good? Something something good. It's not Brad. Are you happy? That's Chris. <laughs> is there an element of it that's just like it's a bit cut and run? It's just like not up for the fight. Well, have you have you because heard? If you're good enough three to nearly seven. make the finals last year and good enough to go off and recruit all these players because you think you're going to push up into the finals, and then you have two months at the start of this year where it's not going well, don't you dig in and go, right, how can we fix this? Have you heard, though, about the board meeting? So it wasn't a meeting. Have you heard this? No. So when he actually decided and told people that he probably wasn't going to be able to stick around, was not at a meeting with the board, wasn't a meeting with any of his coaching staff. It was a team selection meeting. That's weird. And and planning for the draft. So the mid-year draft and also – the draft at the end of the year. Yep. Right. Because they start these conversations now. Who are they looking for recruiting? And he said that the list that they had built did not work in a 6 6 6 game style and that a complete list rebuild would need to happen. Complete. And complete list rebuild would need to happen. Huge and words there. He did not feel that he could be the guy who was at the club while that was happening. That's fucked up. So. Brad Scott, yep. I remember because if it's if it's it's bad, bad. That's it's good. Brad. It's not Brad. <laughs> if, it's, if it's good, it's not Brad. He has come out and said that one rule change has meant that his entire team structure and his players are unable to function. Bear in mind too, this is an interesting point. Brad Scott was on the committee that came up with that rule and that ratified that rule and, and you know <laughs> and recommended things to the league. Yep. So he's known ahead of time. He and Chris Fagan were the two coaches in that committee. Yep. So technically, those two coaches have probably had the most time to prepare for the six 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 rule. They were they were talking about it mid last year. Surely you just start thinking about it as possible. Also, happen. and look, hey, I might be wrong here, but that rule isn't that big of a change that it, you would think that. No, it would quick. but surely a team like North Melbourne that have Todd Goldstein, Ben Cunnington, and Sean Higgins as their three on ballers, that rule and Ben Brown streaming out of the forward line, surely that suits them. And they have two very experienced key backmen. Thompson and, and they Tarrant. have like Pollock, who's very speedy on the wing. Like they should be fine with six six. They six. Weirdly, it makes no sense. They it's actually recruited. They no, recruited wingmen. They recruited two wingmen, Hall and Pollock. Brad Scott. Like <laughs> I've been saying for years, he shouldn't have had that job. He's had ten years, and they made two prelims. Now here's here's the word on the, the rumors going around. This. So he's going to take the rest of the year off. Um, and he should then, probably take the rest of his life off. Well. He's so he's inside the rest of the year in the in the expectation expecta- uh, expectation that he can look for more job opportunities, and like it's Outside to be fair, football, it allows North Melbourne to actually start really aggressively looking for. Someone. He's not suitable for any job that requires lateral thinking. Yeah, or, or communication. Thinking. Yeah, um, or thinking on the fly. Yeah, technology. Technology also not great. Not great. Science hates it. It just it just baffles me. Though. Teamwork does not understand it. Because people are like, well, where's he going to go? You know, Carlton? Or is it going to be St. The St. Kilda one blows my mind. Richo is safe as fucking houses. He's not safe as houses, but I think he's probably 85% over the line. Yeah, they're not. Brad Scott is Something not Something catastrophic would have to happen in the second half of the year for St. Kilda to get rid of him. Yeah, correct. They haven't brought in all these people around him to help him to just be like, eh, fuck it. Let's get Brad Scott. Yeah. Well, the thing that baffles me is that there are some people who have been like, oh, yeah, he's firming for the Carlton job. Why the fuck would you get Brad Scott if you're Carlton? Why would you do that? It makes no sense to me. Whatsoever. Brad Scott needs to inherit a list that coach isn't doing too well, but are pushing for a premiership. I think based on the evidence that we've seen for ten years, that's it. You had your chance. 
There are other people who don't get enough. Like, he's had 10 years. Sean, what's Vossi up to? Mate, I don't want Vossi to go to North. No, but as in like, you, no, I know. I totally, yeah. You don't want him to go anywhere except Brisbane. I know, I get you, that. I understand. You. And also, you're the happiest man in the world with Chris Fagan. So, yep. look, you just want Vossi to stay assistant coach, hopefully come back to Brisbane in that assistant coach role, then he'd be happy. <laughs> That'll never happen, though. That's that's the sad bit. Yeah, because then he's he's taking his old job, but a demotion, basically. Yeah, it's no good. Anyway, I can't remember what I was saying. I get distracted by thinking about. I understand that this happens on the show now. I just thought about Michael Voss for too long, and then just totally forgot <laughs> anything and, else. And as, you thinking, me. Yeah. Well, as you were thinking about the point, the only words in your head were Voss from fifty-five. Oh, gee, Tom, the glove. stop, <laughs> steady, <laughs> be still, my beating heart. Fuck off, oh. um, Dusha. Yes. And Tom. Yeah. North amused me because already, and bear in mind, this is media talk, not the actual club, I guess, but already the talk is like, we've got a war chest and they're going to go after Clarko. They're going to go after Johnny Longmire. And Simpson. Um, Simpson. It's like it's like when Dusty was on the market and they were like, we've got $2 million for him or whatever it was. We're going to go after him, $10 million. Well, that's one of the things too is that one of the things they have to probably readdress is mm. – when they're doing this whole rebuild of the list is why did they go after big-name players with a f- more money than they were getting at the clubs they've decided to stay with and those clubs went, fuck you, those players went, fuck off North Melbourne? Yeah. Look, you can pretty much guarantee this. Mm-hmm. John Longmire's not going to take that job. He's already said he's not. He loves it at Sydney. In Sydney, fact, Sydney would have to say to him, hey, mate, we actually want you to fuck off. He is so excited about those young kids. And then on top of that, North would have to be like, we'll give you $2 million a year. But There's also, no way horse, he's horse, is, horse is okay with the rebuild. He's very comfortable with it. He he saw the writing on the wall that Brad saw, and instead of going, oh, I need to quit, he went, no, I'm in it. Let's go. Sydney are so much further ahead than North Melbourne. Yeah. So you can rule and, him uh, out. Clarko's not going to go. Longmire actually has addressed it. Good. He said, yeah, I'm contracted. So I'm contracted. I've got a job here at the moment with the Sydney Swans. I'm contracted. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> A lot of talk of contract in there. Um, and then he said, there's enough on my plate to be able to get Sydney organised without worrying about any outside noise. <laughs> oh, I love the old outside noise. Simpson, Or outside noise. So I just became really weird. Simpson just coached a premiership. Yep. He's not fucking leaving West Coast to also, come and coach North how Melbourne. often have... Oh, no, I guess it's happened a little bit. It just hasn't happened recently with like a coach like going directly from one club to another, especially mid-season. Mm. I not, mean, not obviously... Mid-season. Yeah, obviously Ross Lyon's the one... Ross Lyon is the last one I can remember. Yeah. And not going going from a head coaching job straight to another head coaching job because, like, Bomber went from Geelong to the Bombers, but he was assistant coach. Yeah. Whereas the yeah, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Mick Ross Lyon. Mick Malthouse. No, he took a year off. Oh, fuck. He was a commentator for a year and then signed yep. at Carlton. What was he like as a commentator? I can't remember. He was pretty good. No good? Didn't care for him. Is it because you just hate Mick? Yep. Malt Mickhouse, I almost said. Malt Mickhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy doing pretty well in our footage. He called. was doing pretty well. Haven't seen anything from him recently. It's almost like someone did a Thanos snap and mm. fucked him up. Don't know who that was. My opinion on him as a commentator is that sleeper agent should be um, asleep. <laughs> I was going to say what? seen but not heard, but I don't know if that works. Sleeper agent shouldn't be seen or heard. No. <laughs> he should just be invisible like he is now. Is he still active? No, he's um he's um he's on SEN, I think. Or, K- or not K-Rock, Triple M. One. No, not Triple M. I think he's on SEN. He's, he's not a Triple M man. No, he's no. not a triple M. He'd be. I reckon if you put him in a triple M box, he would punch someone in the throat by the end of the game. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Mick Malthouse is the cleanse that Triple M needs. I'll oh, put him in there. Just get him, him and Wayne Carey commentating a game, and he just turns around to Carey and is like, "You're a fuckhead," and just 
Yeah. <laughs> Mick looks like a guy who'd rip a throat out with his teeth. Yep. He's got rat features. I Apparently, though, mentioned this before. lovely bloke. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Well, I was going to say, you, Mick. I can't remember if I've told you. I've met him as well. He told me I bagged for the wrong team, but that was about it. He was nice to me. Had a bit of a laugh. Do we want to dive into the games of the week? Yeah, yes. we should probably do that at or some point. Or do we want to, before we do that, love to talk about the Indigenous round jumpers. That's what I thought. Do we do a bit of fashions on the field, literally on the field? Yes. So my, all right, if I had to pick my favourites. Yeah. Big, um, okay. So I think we should just, so Geelong I love. I've actually bought, going to get one of these. Yep. And maybe this is the one, I just got to work out what number to get on it. I don't know yet. Tommy Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly stays though. No, he's not going to those. But then Tom. I can get then I can get the j- crossover. Tom, I actually want you to get Tim Kelly's number. Back him in. Yeah, maybe he will stay. Do you Tom. know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing it for Tim. I'm going to do it for Meg Mac. All right. Yeah. yeah. And also for you. Yeah. Do it and maybe maybe he'll stay, Tom. I don't know if. He Why don't you write him a fan letter? <laughs> no, we should do. But let's do this next week. Yeah. Bring a pen and paper in. We'll. And we'll craft a letter. Actually, you know what? We it'll are going be better. to write. No, no, it'll be better if we pretend that we're a kid, though. Because <laughs> that'll, that'll get into his heart. The pr- recorder doesn't pretend- give a fuck about, you know, 20-somethings fucking around. Pretend yeah. you're a kid. I am almost 30 and I want you to stay at my footy club. We're going to write next week. Let's do it, boys. Let's write Tim Kelly a letter to try and convince him to, to stay, stay at Geelong. Geelong. Done. Sounds like a good talent. I right. can't wait to uh, be the reason he stays. Should we go from worst to best? Do you want to? How about we just we I'll could just do worst to best, or do you want to go through thing. them and just like whether they're good or in the bin? Let's do that. Adelaide, good, love it. Make that their Not actual bad. jumper. It's hectic. Yes. It's a little there's too a much. Lot, there's a lot going on. No, nah, big fan of a lot going on. It's middle of the road for me because there's too much happening. Nah, there's no. The needs one, to be more happening. The one thing that I would say with this one and a few jumpers in this to have it is because there's no. So the next jumper, the Brisbane one, is a good example where there's a lot going on, but then the logo is just in the middle. So. You, you know still, who it is. Yeah, with Adelaide, they probably needed to put something. Well, can I say, you probably know who it is, though, when you see it's on, like, Eddie Betts' body or Taylor Walker's body. No, no, that's fair enough. But I'd look at it and just, at a glance, it makes me think of 10-pin bowling. <laughs> it is a bit 10-pin oh, bowling. I'm a big fan show. of it. No, that's in my top five. Brisbane. Great. Big fan. Oh, I love it. I it's think a it's beautiful fantastic. jumper. It's simple. It's beautiful. Big it's tick. Got, um, it's got Indigenous totems on it that represent... Yeah, um, the four Indigenous players on the Brisbane list. Do they not have Neds on this one? Uh, no, love it. Good. Yeah. I part of me though, right? I get that they have to have the sponsors on there. I almost think all the Indigenous jumpers should just not have the sponsors. It would be good for should a round. Be sponsor free. I think though, if you're investing millions of dollars in a club, you probably disagree with the, that statement. On the week, probably the one week of the year where the jumpers have the most exposure. Yeah, you, you want your logo on it. So try talking them out of it. Write them a letter as well. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll draft a letter to every individual sponsor yeah. and Tim Kelly. <laughs> um, very good. Like it. Like it. Yeah, not uh, bad. For me, just on the Brisbane one, it's definitely top five. Yeah, I think Brisbane. Oh, I think it's, oh, I think it's yeah. That's six for Tom. Oh, the, problem, six. the problem is, though, like. Early, no. on, early in the weekend, the AFL website had the poll. Yep. Brisbane was winning. I don't Ooh. know what the end result was, but Brisbane had 12% of the vote. Oh, and if you want to uh, check this, if you want to look at these jumpers so you can follow this segment, it's on our Twitter. Yeah. Collingwood. It's, I it's, like It's pretty good, I think. I like the story behind it. Um, I think it's... What's the story behind it? Because I don't like this jumper. So Travis Varco's sister-in-law designed it in memory of his sister. Okay, I like it again. Essendon. What's the story behind this, Dusha? You have no idea, do you? I have no idea. It's, a- it's not... 
I don't hate it. It's, yeah, it's I don't middle. know. It doesn't do a lot I, for I me. I feel like they've had better ones, and I think yeah, that's the I problem. Think so too. I think the one last year was really. Is it the same as last year's? I feel like it's not. No, it's no. Different. It wouldn't be the same. One from last year was really was the boomerang. Is the yeah, yeah and yeah. our Anzac Day jumper last year as well was. Do you know what I would have liked actually if they had to ditch the sash, just gone like a red earth jumper? Would have looked real weird, but I would have been here for it because it looks like they've gone kind of risky, but not risky enough. No, they've kind of hedged their bets a bit. Yeah, Frio. Didn't mind this. I like it. They have a they have a clash one as well, so you know they're going to wear it again. I think every team now wears it twice a year. Um, they try to wear it more than once. Is that a, t- a thing for every team? I know Brisbane are going to wear it again next. I noticed week. last year every team wore their indigenous jumper again at another point. That's cool. In, in I just assumed year. with Brisbane it was because they travelled and they want to wear it at home as well. Possibly, there's a and, bit of that. There's probably that too. And they tend to when they wear a different jumper, they tend to auction them off. Yep. So they're probably hoping to auction two sets of jumpers off. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, I don't mind it though. It's um, I like the boomerangs. Hang on, sorry, I've just looked up the story between the Essendon jersey because I was upset that I didn't know that, and it turns out it was design- designed. <laughs> hey, it was designed by this guy over here. He designed the great jumper. All right, you 1920s newspaper boy. What's the headline? <laughs> It was designed by an artist, Marin uh, Atkinson, uh, who was one of the original participants of the A Long Walk in 2004. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also heavily inspired by Michael Long, who I love thinking about. So this is now my favorite jumper. Also, for those, I, do people know the long, like the history of the Long Walk and this round? And they might not, Tom. So I don't think we've ever talked the, the big, The whole thing at the Long Walk, so this round, again, this is Kevin Sheedy. The dream yep. time of the G game, and then eventually it grew out to all the clubs participating. But it's Kevin Sheedy, you know, masterminded this thing. But the long walk was Michael Long basically going enough is enough to the Australian government in their treatment of Indigenous people. So he walked all the way to Canberra and was like, we want recognition. We want, we want first of all, we want to recognise in the Constitution. We want a treaty. Do you know that? This is getting slightly off topic, but do you know that I learned from this round where they interviewed a lot of Indigenous players that Australia is the last Commonwealth nation to not have a treaty with its Indigenous population? It's embarrassing. doesn't surprise me, though. Mm. But considering how we treated it's the last great Indigenous player over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Michael Long did this long walk to, to Parliament basically to, to promote Indigenous causes, and then this was kind of built into – this game. So now before the dream time at the G game, which is the Saturday night clash, uh, all the Essendon fans and Michael Long walk from Federation Square to the G yep. before the game. Yep. It's pretty cool. I love it. It's great. Anyway, that story behind that jumper probably uh, gets it up a bit higher. G Long. This is my favorite one we've ever done. There's a lot going on, but it's still, you can tell that's Geelong. Yep. Quinton Narkel designed this. Did he really? Yeah. So go on our list, Quinton Narkel. There's a lot of little things in it. So he was talking about the story behind it is I like I like the different shades of blue that it gets lighter as it gets to the bottom. Yep. There's a long sleeve version as well. Very Ooh. sick. Some of the long sleeve ones look very good. Like the Bombers one, actually. Yeah. The long sleeve Hurley was wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it looks great. I love it. Big fan. But yeah, so this one, it's got a, a, a whole bunch of stuff relating to the various uh, language. Apparently, the, there's a representation of every group that is represented by a player at Geelong. Oh, fantastic. So every, every sort of language. Yep. Um, in there, every sort of people represented as represented in the club. But the cool part about it is on the front and on the back, failing in the background is a five, which represents Polly Farmer, who was one of the pioneers of you know, awesome. Indigenous players at Geelong. Big fan of it. It's my number one, surprisingly. And you've bought it. I, I'm, yeah. Well, it's, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'll get the Brisbane one. 
I might get the Gold Coast one as well. That's the next one. Everyone in barracks for Gold Coast should be getting on that. Everyone in barracks for Gold Coast. Guys, I've got another letter for us to write next week. We should write a letter to the Gold Coast being like, <laughs> get rid of your other shitty fucking jumper. Just wear that every week. Mm-hmm. The It's got a fucking octopus on it. Let's win the Tim Kelly battle first. As an octopus? Well, it, I think it's a jellyfish. Oh, two some kind of, animals, it's some, Okay, look. They were talking about it um, as being, I caught the end of it, and they said, which is an aquatic animal of blah, 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 blah. And then during the game, they were animating the jumper, and it was moving like a oh an underwater creature. It's a fucking cool jumper. Yeah, they should have that week in, week out. Fantastic. Wear that every week. Brilliant. Giants, uh, not for me. Giants confused me. I thought it was St. Kilda. Giants is better than it was last year. It does have a G in it. Interesting. It does. I, I like it so. again because it's still there, but it's subtle. So they've gone. You so can subtle still- that again, I thought I was looking at a St. Kilda jumper for a second. I like it. I'm a big fan of it. It's got. It's up there for it's me. Got a lot of handprints on it. It's almost like tackle here. <laughs> <laughs> for and me, it's, it's, it's Shane Mumford getting off you after he's tackled you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't love it. Just as I don't love the Hawthorne Yeah, one. too many colours. It's the same one they've had for the like last 10 years too. Is just, it actually? Well, yes, they haven't had a different one except for this one, I think. Mm. This is a bit of a bad run here in the middle because I think the Melbourne one is my least favourite. Hawthorne's my least favourite. No, North's my least favourite. And they're the three, they're the three there. <laughs> North just looks like North's. I yeah, like the one they did a couple of years ago where they had the kangaroo footprint in the middle. Yeah. Oh, that was sick. Get that one back. Anyway. Uh, Bottom row. Port Adelaide, all right. Sam Powell Pepper. Did he make? Did he yeah, design it? He designed that one. Fantastic. They've had some good ones, Port. They have. Port have cool colours. They do. They yeah. have, they, I reckon they've definitely got the best colours. Yeah. I look with. at Gold Coast, though, and I'm like, different. if that's the colours that Gold Coast get to use, I want more royal blue in the Suns. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, the Tigers, not bad. I, I quite like the Turtle. Yep. I think Rioli was involved in designing that one. Saints, not for me. Nah. It's got a little, it suffers a little bit from the North, North yeah, Melbourne sort looks, of one. It looks fine. Um, that brings us to, I think, the best one. Yep, me too. Sydney Swans. These yep. are, I reckon these these next two are probably my favourites. Yeah, I would agree. I think you'd go Sydney, West Coast, and then probably Brisbane. a Brisbane. Yeah, I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Geelong to head to Brisbane just because I'm gonna be biased. Yeah, enough, yeah fair, fair enough. enough. And, and I'm you own biased. it. That's fair enough. <laughs> Sydney's is fucking Incredible. unbelievable. Sydney's is fucking they, awesome. They normally. Do really good ones. Well, so I think this is the same one as last year. I think they've is done. It? Yeah, I don't think they did a new. So they previously. If you, if you knew this was your team design for the Indigenous round, it would be hard. It's so scary to be an artist to try and top this because it's I, sick. Well, so for years, Sydney's Indigenous jumper was designed by Adam Good's mum. Really? Yeah, that's cool. For ages, and now it's and now it's this. What I like is though, there's like a dream time story in the jumper, and it's about the white swan that had all his feathers plucked, and then a crow felt bad for him in the cold and gave him his black feathers, yeah. and that's where black swans come from. Yeah. I fucking love there's a myth. It's a fairy tale on it's the footy jump. Bloody next level from Sydney. I wish Sydney had played West Coast because that just would have been too much. Too much bloody <laughs> awesome on <laughs> the screen. Well, do you want to know something interesting? Mm. Oh. West Coast wore their Indigenous jumper last week. Because of a clash. Because of a clash with the Adelaide Crows. Gil. I don't like it. Gil, Gil, Gil. Have enough time. When you were building the fucking... Fixture. Haven't played the Giants. Haven't played St Kilda. Don't play Adelaide and West Coast when they look too similar in fucking Indigenous round. Or like if you have to, you you know far in advance what the fixture is. Maybe those two clubs need to get together and be like, hey, what sort of no, color? What no. sort of color scheme are you going for? Fuck them. Fuck the clubs. Did everything they could. Gil, it's on you. 
Yep. We need to write a letter to Gil. Fuck, we're going to be busy next week. <laughs> a lot of a lot of lot of sore wrists in here from writing heaps of letters. <laughs> the doggies has that little bit of too much going on, but also just slightly basic. I like the sun though. It is cool, but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we can all agree though that our top three, four, <laughs> would be. Okay, now I think we can all agree safely that the top five would look, I don't know the order, but no, would look yeah. Brisbane, Geelong, Gold Coast, Sydney, West Coast. They're your top five. Yeah? And then maybe like Bombers and Adelaide or Bombers and Carlton. Carlton's good. But I think uh, the top five is pretty easy. Carlton's good, Freo. Uh, Collingwood at a stretch, I think. I think Collingwood and Essendon have the two best stories. Let's not get rid of Port Adelaide. Basically, we're saying we like all of them except for Hawthorne, Melbourne, and Norths. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy for that to be on record. <laughs> yeah, and the Giants and St Kilda. Oh, I don't mind the and Giants. Western Bulldogs. Sydney's is the best though. We can all easily agree. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, speaking of Indigenous round, do you want to look at Indigenous round? The yeah. round that was. The round that was. Sydney came so close, so <sighs> so close to being Collingwood, I and I, I wish. Wish they had of. I didn't tip them because I'm not an absolute lunatic. But <laughs> well, no, no, no. I think Tom and I probably had the same. We had a bit of a gut feel, probably. Well, in this round, was the news of Buddy was in, and then oh. for me, that was all I needed. It was it was Buddy and Reed on a moreless backline. Yeah, and Dugowie not playing. Dugowie not playing. And I just started to have a a bit of a feeling. Bit of a bit of a whiff of yeah. oh hello. Let and me, let me preface this round actually by saying I officially I don't think I can win the footy tipping. Did you go? Absolutely did you go all, cooked did you go, around. Go all in. I went too far. I tipped over the. It the was going to happen. Madness. It was w- it wild that that hadn't happened earlier. Because I, fl- you know, do I fly too close to the sun? Yeah, you're like you were in the top. I believe 10, in like, too many miracles. You're like I'm in the top ten, but I'm uh, one tip off the winner. I've got to tip five outsiders <laughs> to fucking get ahead by four. I'm a fucking idiot. Look, I, I'm a big dumb fuckwit. <laughs> but 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 you know what, Sean. I, I I had a good run. I admire you though. You know why? Thank you. Because you went fuck it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try to win by. I'd rather try and win by thirty and lose. Yeah. Than try <laughs> to win by one and draw. You're right, Tom. I am a hero. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't call uh, you a hero. Uh, well, let's uh, get you, back to the game. You were before this round. I think you were like <laughs> sixth or seventh. Seventh. You're seventh. Now you're twenty fifth. Yeah. I'm thirty first. Fuck. I got four out of nine. Jesus. In yeah. a week where everyone got six. Someone got fucking nine. Yeah. Yeah. They got a bonus tip too. So they tipped Freo. Yeah, so they got the uh, the old bonus tip for getting nine. Get rid of the bonus It'd be tip. be a shame if somebody used their administrator rights and got rid of it. So Jake, the one person in our league that tipped all nine. That's got, a huge effort. That's a, It's a big one. Was there any like real surprising wins there? Um, no, North. I remember looking at it. No, it was a tricky round to tip because I think I messaged you guys on Friday and said, fuck me, if anyone gets nine, we should give them a prize. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> so Jake, if you're listening, well, I think I think they're they're they were, they were, actually no. Douche's response: the prize is that they get the bonus point. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough. Do they? Well, he did. Did he? Yes. For now. All right, Tom. Tom wields too much power. I know. I fucking love it. But I, I love it too. <laughs> You've slid so far. So, friend of the show, Matt Stewart, is now winning out of all f- us three. He's been in top of all of us. What, what position is he in? He is a seventeenth. Well, you know, he's probably only one ahead of me or something. He is on the same score as you. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, sorry, one ahead of you. Yeah, well, two yeah. ahead of me. 
It Tom, is what it is. Tom, let's find out where you were. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Sean, I also flew too close to the sun, but I was nowhere near it. <laughs> like, it wasn't like if I'd tipped wildly, I might have regained some ground. I'm just cooked. But it's not like, you know. You got five and you're, on, you're 96th. Top 100, well done, mate. As we go through this round, you will see there were some tight matches. So Tom got five. Yes, I'm a fuckwit. Hang on. Yep. Did I do one better than Sean? Yes. I could have been a genius. But through the year, Sean has done six better than you. Potato, potato. That's a big turnaround from last year. Um, all right. So this game, whatever. But the real story is that Sydney almost got it done. And uh, Sam Reid. Kicked six goals straight. Holy fucking shit. There was a moment in the game where I was like, far out. This is shades of Tom Boyd in the grand final. Isn't but then it, it was even better. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he was like um, unstoppable all night. Well, it was but Franklin and Reed played really smart in that Franklin took Roughhead up the ground with him. Yeah. Which meant that Reed was always one out with Howe and he's just conceded. He's just so much. Like, Howe's very good, but that's where Darcy Moore was was missed. Yep, definitely. I mean, they, they still got the, they still won, but geez, Sydney again. This is why I don't get whether like Long Mile Long Mile is going to come to the North. Why would he leave a club like Sydney for a basket case like North? He's got these exciting young kids. Like, did you see um Blakey's passage of play on the wing where he just where he kept, just kept soccering, kept it? soccering it forward and running onto it. Loved it. Fucking awesome. Wish it was a goal. Would have been goal of the year. Would it would have been goal of the year. Um, just quickly with this game also, just one positive thing about Collingwood. They did that thing again where they just turned it on when they needed to. Yep. Kicked three goals in a row and then it was... Including Chris Mayne who kicked oh. a flute goal and then just was very cool about the celebration in that he just didn't celebrate. Just was like, let's go, guys. <laughs> Back we go. Got a job to do. The thing that really hurt Sydney was uh, they were doing okay in the middle against Grundy, who was having a huge game on Sinclair, but then they lost Hewitt and Kennedy yep. in the third quarter, two of their best sort of clearance players for the game. And i tell you what, I haven't watched a lot of Sydney games this year. Do you know who just likes throwing himself into situations and out again? Luke Parker. Yeah, he's like, this is like a little, he's just a mad boy. Yeah. He looks like, he feels like, he gives off very big Mad Max energy. <laughs> He's always been a hard nut. Oh, he just he's just like, yeah, let's go. Chaos. Ah, footy. <laughs> Losing like Hewitt first and then Kennedy, oh, they would have won the game. I reckon they would have too. But then if you're Collingwood, you could flip it and be like, well, we lost Daniel Wells and he kicked three goals. Kicked three goals, yeah. yeah but, still. but you could also flip that back and be like, well, it's Daniel Wells, so it was inevitably going to happen anyway. <laughs> um, last poor, thing. Poor bloke. Sean, Thomas. was there a moment from this game that you particularly enjoyed? Tom. My God, mate. My God, Alira Lear, I love him. If he, if, if it was possible to tick like religion on a form or something, I would write Alira Lear. <laughs> the, next, the next census, other Alira Lear. Dame Beams, and it was, it was the most satisfying football moment of the year. It was so good. No, someone needs to make a gif of it because they don't have the highlight on the. Um, oh, they didn't release a video of it, and they should have because it shook the earth. It was a good <laughs> bump. It was a fair bump too. So I'm, run, run me through it. I didn't see it. Beams going for the ball. Alira Leah just comes in, hip and shoulder. Yep. Dane Beams flips. <laughs> it's just it's he gets he, him in it, the. It was like spot. it was like he's a circus guy and he just flipped a hundred times <laughs> <laughs> and then hit the ground. And I actually stood up <laughs> at home and was just like, oh. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> this game was really good. It was exciting. I really enjoyed was, this yeah, game. I enjoyed it too. Franklin really, was kicking I, him from fifty. I really Pendlebury was Sydney playing, you know, 
the way he plays. Playing a Pendlebury game. It was good. It was tight. It was close. Yeah. Alia's ability to get to. Oh, he's, uh, a, he's a great player. I actually like, I love watching him play. There's a contest. I'm over here. Fucking watch me get there, though. Yeah. He's oh. he's becoming one of the better defenders in the AFL. Yep. He's he a, just gets to everything. He's a smoky All-Australian. Yeah, I would have him in the conversation. He might be in the... Uh, he plays like that every week. Extended squad. Fuck yeah. That 40. Yeah, the 40. Yeah. Next game. There was a very boring contest in Tasmania. Do you know what? I don't even enjoy this game too much. Hawthorne won. This game was dog shit. It was so bad. Port weren't playing terribly. They just couldn't kick a goal. And then, yeah, okay. They, did, they couldn't kick They couldn't kick anything in the first quarter. No. But they were pretty even in that first quarter. They just weren't scoring. Well, and, I, then, and then the final scores was 12-8 Hawthorne to 6-13 Port Adelaide. It was so. just shit-ass Tassie conditions? or it's just shit, It was just a boring game. Yeah, I think Clarko's playing boring because he knows that if he plays exciting, he'll lose because his team's old and shit. It's interesting. <laughs> they are old and shit. Yep. Anyway, next game. Uh, and this was the farewell game for the if it's good, that's, if it's good, that's not Brad game. <laughs> <laughs> this one annoyed me only because when news st- like was breaking and we thought, oh, yeah, it's going to be his final game, I jumped into the tipping app to change to North Melbourne because I just assumed they would get up for his last game. And? I missed the start, though. I got locked out. <sighs> Bit annoyed. Well, I thought that they were going to win until I found out that the team didn't know that he was leaving while they were on the field, basically. And I was like, mm. well, maybe not then. Like, hearing that, how did they win? Wouldn't they be shell-shocked? Be like, I think they were angry on? and they were like, fuck you, we'll win without you. People were like, oh, they lifted for the coach. I reckon, I don't know. Brad Scott came in, he's like, boys, I'm going to coach you. Like, fuck off, Brad. Almost got you Scott again in this story I'm telling. Where, where fuck do- off, we're going to coach ourselves, <laughs> you piece of shit. Goldie, you're in charge. <laughs> and they all fucking put GPS trackers on and marched out. <laughs> okay, look, something we haven't actually said on the show, but now he's retired. I'm happy to air Oh, whew. Explosive. Look, usually we don't deal with rumours on this show. We're not that type of podcast. I mean, we love a good rumour. We love rumours. We love hearing them. If you've got any hot takes, email them to us. They just won't make it on the show. But this is one that seems more and more likely and is probably something that might get discussed if it ends up being true. And like I said, this is just a rumour and we would not have addressed it if it wasn't for the fact that he is now a former coach. Apparently, Brad Scott was just like, sports science? No. He barely paid attention to like on-field stats, like the GPS tracker, how hard players were running or how far, and just kind of coached on his own decisions, I guess. That's bizarre. Yeah. It is weird because you can look like on the AFL app, you can look at the players, well, you know, the distances they've run in the game. To so be the, fair. So to the, the allegation, I guess, that he turns his nose to that information. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a coach. I'd be a pretty good one if I was. But I assume you look at it and go, oh, Benny Cunnington, you're not running hard enough, mate. Your yeah. numbers are way down on last week. But Yeah. So what is he? What is he? What are well, they doing? Also, I don't understand. Also, that kind of leans into the fact that why they don't really change the match style ever. Mm. And why? Why would you? If you're not looking at what's happening. Because the other thing, like the flip side of that is Buckley is also another one who's not. And that's on record. He said that. He's not a big sports science guy. But he does other things. He also seems like everybody loves him. Everyone, if I, don't, a- I don't feel like Brad Scott elicits the kind of affection that Bucks has for his players. That And with Buckley, if he's going on record saying that, then that's better because then he's at least acknowledging that other coaches find it important. And they nearly won a grand final on the back of it. Yeah. 
They didn't. Maybe maybe think, checking yeah. a GPS tracker might have might have, might have, might have you caused realized, Dom Sheed yeah, to miss. Dom, oh, no. If you check a GPS tracker, we know that Dom Sheed likes to run to the forward line late in games. <laughs> I'd say Buckley's innovative in other ways probably. Yeah. yeah. But like post-game you saw there were players that were like giving him a pretty good hug and seemed quite emotional. Yeah. But then the few of the younger players where it's like, eh, eh. just a bit of a bro hug, a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, I guess like is it is it? do you reckon it's – Players like Zeeble and Cunnington, who have pro- probably only ever been coached by Correct. Scott. Correct. A bit of Stockholm syndrome? You mean Scott Holmes syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. yeah, that's how you know. There's not much more to talk about this. We talked about the big event of this game, which was, you know, what happened. And, uh, yeah, Western Bulldogs got really close in the North Melbourne. Oh, yeah, actually, Western Bulldogs got very close. Very close. Western Bulldogs were on a mission to wreck Brad Scott's last game in that last quarter, but then North Melbourne caught on and adjusted, which is rare for North Melbourne, well, which is why I think that Brad Scott had nothing to do with the reason they played well. I reckon Ray Shaw had already taken over. Yeah, because like... There's- I love Ray Shaw. <laughs> One of my favourite ever football moments involves Ray Shaw. but it was a clangout, like a mistake by him yeah. in the grand final in 2003 where he... He tried to get. A, he tried to run around the old man, Alistair Lynch, yeah. but he fumbled the ball, and then Lynch picked it up, showed it to him, spun around and kicked it, and it was an amazing <laughs> goal. And just I remember, like Reshaw had a dog of a game. Unfortunately for him, he yeah. was so fucking sad. You just watch his his eyes, his face just <laughs> dies when Lynch snaps that for forty five. Loved it. John, I love is the story of Reshaw. Borrowing Heath Shaw's credit card so he could buy his yeah. wife a present and she wouldn't know. Yeah. And what he actually did was buy his wife a present but also signed Heath Shaw up for a five-game membership for North Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> On his own credit card? Oh, it's good. Taron oh, Thomas good. did a few nice things. Probably the only other thing I want to add about North. He might get the norm, the uh, rising star, maybe. Not sure he did quite enough. He kicked two goals and yep. had some good moments. Yep. He's going to be a good player. He is. Um, with a better coach. Yes. Next game, Adelaide Oval. This uh, game. Oh, this was a frustrating one. Adelaide had it. Fuck me. Up by five what goals. What a game. Up by five goals, Tom. At home. Then they shit their pants. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Guys. like their fucking captain. <clears throat> oh. oh. What happened? I just, you know, shirked a contest. Didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> you mean the man who uh, talks a big game and uh, gets stuck in a place for yep. not being hard enough and staying in Adelaide. Yeah. Wasn't hard enough. He browned his pants. Um, so there was a contest between him and it was Shannon Hearn, wasn't Shannon it? Shannon Hearn. Uh, both and Tex, the ball. Tex Walker would be giving Shannon Hearn like a 12 kilo head start, right? So he, like, Walker is a lot bigger than Hearn. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, if you haven't seen the footage, it's literally everywhere at the moment. Just go onto any AFL website, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. I've seen a lot of people talk about the fact that Walker realized the position he was in and if he had have gone for the ball, probably would have hit Hearn with oh. the elbow. Uh, so He's actually Tex going, I don't out. want to get a free kick, but also hurt a guy. No, he was like, uh, Tex was more like, he might cop a week because it would have been elbow to head. Hmm. Hmm. And you can kind of see that, but I don't know if he's the type of player that's clever enough to... No. <laughs> doesn't look like- I've seen him do that kind of shit and knock people before. Yep. And get weeks for it. Just go hard at it, Tex. You're the captain, mate. you got to step up. You fucking surrendered a 30-something point lead. Well, here's the thing. West Coast, season hangs in the balance, mate. West Coast like doing that at, at Adelaide Oval. They've done oh. it to Port a couple of times. Yeah. They've done it to Adelaide a couple of times. Should have tipped them. I fucked it. How awesome was the play that got them in front, though? Mm. Sh- uh, Gaff to Shuey 
to Rioli, who taps it on, to Oscar Allen, who handballs it to himself around <laughs> another player's head, runs on, snaps the goal. Fuck, that's awesome. Huge. Big game. Big. Uh, it's the thing about West Coast, right? They're winning. People are like, oh, they're not convincing. They're still fucking winning, though. So they're going to get Nat Nui back any minute. They're going to be fine. Their percentage is dog shit for where they are on the ladder. Yeah, about but 100, isn't it? 101. Yeah. You watch, though. They'll get to the second half of the year. Those players that are a bit sore will get fitter, and all of a sudden they'll start, they'll start smashing teams. They're just going. They're just going. And so is Collingwood. That's what I mean. And Richmond. Like, teams oh, just- Richmond is different because they're just, they've been so depleted. But they're, they're still just, winning? Yeah, they, they're just – they're. No They're grinding reasons. it out a lot more, I think. Whereas yep. Collingwood's just like, yeah, and then they just flick a switch. Yeah, I don't know if Richmond had the switch. No, they haven't had to try yet. They haven't had, they haven't had to look for the switch just yeah. yet. Next game, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next game, uh, Gold Coast took on Geelong. Gold Coast give you a bit of a scare. Alex Saxon kicked like three goals in the first. Oh, soon. How scared were you? I was very. I it got to a, two points at three quarter time. Yeah, I I had a fear. I thought if we can hit the scoreboard early in the last, we can probably hold them off. Yeah. Um, in the end, though, the difference was we won by 27 points. Tom Hawkins kicked four goals three. Tom Hawkins was the reason we won. He played – He. I was talking to my old man uh, after the game. I would argue, and you've said this, Sean, already, and I might not have bought into it, Tom Hawkins is in all-Australian form right now. He's kicked two goals every week. I don't think I've said it, but I've been thinking it. He's been clunking marks. He's getting up the ground. He is moving better than I've seen him move. He's just. He's just cruising along. And he's not – like everyone's talking about Gary and Gary and how great they're playing. And, yeah, they're playing fantastic. But Hawkins is just getting it done. Yeah. He just monstered Homsch. Again, six 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 rule helps Hawkins because he just stands there and goes, yep, here we go. And the hands in the back. And, well, yeah, the fact that, the fact that he can just use his body to push someone out yeah. of the way and take a mark. What What's interesting is that this game – He hasn't been reported this season yet. Hasn't been reported. He's got two kids now. He's a different man. I'm going to say this. Chris Scott's got even more plans than he used to. So – which was just one. So Joel Selwood again started on the wing, and when we started getting killed in the clearances in the third quarter and we needed to lift, through the on-ball brigade became Duncan, Selwood, and Kelly. We started to win the clearances, kicked a couple of goals, got some breathing room. Same happened in the fourth quarter. Start of the game, obviously Sam Collins, who's Gold Coast's fullback, is ruled out injured. Homsch, who is now going to be their fullback, is a lot smaller than Hawkins. Every game this year, I've seen our forward line set up from the start of the game. Gary Rowan at full in the square, Hawkins centre-half forward. Yep. This week, for the first time, Hawkins in the square. Because I think Chris Scott went, great, we're going to just play Hawkins in the square, everyone's going to stay out of his way, and Hompsch is going to have to do one-on-one with him. Yep. And he won. Plan- good coaching. Good, good coaching. coaching. He saw who he was up against and yep. went, this is where we can uh, he, get the advantage. He was innovative. Ooh. Ha- looked at some maybe some match data. Bloody hell. If you're happy, it's Chris Scott. Yeah, I look, again, Gold Coast, I, had, I watched this game and I actually thought to myself a couple of times, Gold Coast remind me of Brisbane last year. Yeah. So they're almost doing it, but they just tire. They've got some really great players who are really good at like contested footy, tackling, pressure. When they start to lift and they can start a bit more on the outside, they're going to be like when when King and Lacocious and Wright start working together, That like King and Lacocious playing on the wing. You know, they, they, they're going to be very good. But, you know, Geelong got it done. Atkins had a fucking awesome game. Um, Tim Kelly had 37, eight clearances, and went by 75% on a greasy night up on the Gold Coast when the ball was a bar of soap. You don't know what I think? What? 
Brownlow. I think he's going to win the Brownlow. Yeah, I think he will. I think he's going to win the Brownlow. Yep. The only person that will steal votes from him is Mitch Duncan, who had 27 at 80-something percent and uh, kicked three goals again. Mm-hmm. Just having a quiet, quiet year, you know. Yep. But I reckon, Kelly, fuck it. Give him the medal. I think he's going to win. If he won the Brownlow and then left, I would feel okay. I was Brownlow like, and Premiership and left? Yep. Give him the, give him the triple. The triple. The, the Brownlow, the norm, and the flag. How many goals did he kick this season? Uh, Sniffer a Coleman? No. <laughs> No, because that would get him off the ball and he probably wouldn't win. Uh, okay. Ablett punched someone as he talked about. He kicked a vintage Ablett goal where he got the ball off Tim Tom, Kelly. It yeah. doesn't matter. Shut up about Ablett. Yeah, I'm nah, sick of hearing about it. He's practically a murderer. Yeah. You know what? An assassin type. You know what? Fair. Yeah. Fuck off, Ablett. Stop punching blokes. I hate him. I went into this season liking him. Now I hate him. Three weeks in a row. No, there was it- a break last week. He didn't do it last week. Just the- to get it out of his system. Well, no, again, I go think- to church, punch a priest. <laughs> Sorted. Next game. Next game was Dreamtime at the G, and I tell you what, I... Was it Nightmare at the G? It was the Nightmare at the G. But <laughs> yeah. it was real bad, but then wasn't too bad, but then was bad again. Isn't it amazing that in 10 minutes, Essendon nearly won? Yeah. If Shield... <laughs> like- There's only about 10 minutes of that game that was like very exciting. Mm. The Yeah, so the first... So basically... We went into three-quarter time kicking two goals, 10. Richmond kicked eight goals, 11. We then kicked the next four goals. We were 35 points down and then all of a sudden got within 15 points. And then Scheel, who was one of our best players, as he often is, did his hamstring and then no team scored for ages and then they kicked one more goal. So there was a chance. Can I say, you say there was 10 minutes where it was good. There was actually 10 minutes and five seconds. And that five seconds happened in the first quarter when McDonald tipping Woody... Ran down Dusty Martin. Oh, it was very, yeah, very that was good. fucking was awesome. Martin had no fucking idea what happened. Here's the power of Tipper. Yep. So much so that like if if Essendon were down by five goals, right in that third, uh, you know, start of the fourth quarter, were they down by about five goals? Yeah, we something were down like by at uh, twenty eight, twenty nine points, something like that. They got forty. Uh, Richmond were forty three points up at, uh, just towards the end of the third quarter. Kyle Langford kicked the last goal of the third quarter. We go into the fourth quarter, 37 points down. There you go. But that, so 37 points. The power of the mythology behind Tipper's goal kicking. Yeah. So powerful that if he'd kicked a goal at that point, everyone in Essendon would have looked at each other and gone, It's yeah, on. We're going to win. And everyone, <laughs> do this. everyone in Richmond went, Fuck, he kicked one. And they would have panicked. Like the crowd needed it. I needed it. It needs to well, happen. Then Langford kicked the next goal, which was one minute 40 into. The last quarter. And the thing at 666 rule means that, look at Melbourne. You can kick goals in seconds. Well, and then, like, Higgins from Richmond then kicked with a quick reply. And at that point, you're like, oh, okay, we're 35, uh, 36 points down again. But then, Bell Chambers kicked a goal. Laverde kicked a goal. Langford kicked another goal. And then, things took a turn. But that's all right. Any positives, Dusha? No. Bell that, Chambers was all right. That tackle? That tackle. Yeah, but it's hard to get excited about moments like that when... We're running out of team. Yeah, true. One positive is Darcy Parrish played probably the best game I've seen him Yeah, play. I mean, and Langford kicked three goals. But Parrish is probably getting his trade currency up. Getting yeah. Geelong. Yeah. Um, Send him home. Send him home. We'll take Kelly for him. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> James Kelly, he retired. You already had him once. <laughs> we um, did. Do you know what I loved about this game was Sydney Stack participating in the war dance at the start of the game. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's great. 
Um, Merritt was good as always. I missed. You just. Oh, are you okay? No. I'm so. I cannot stress how frightened I am about next weekend. Do you know how much it hurts me? To lose to Carlton. It happens a lot. It's happened in the last three years. Yeah, I know. You're taking we- the B squad in as well. I know. You've got no one. <laughs> Who's going to be in our fucking forward line? Dusha, I'm really sorry. I- Early call, I had to tip Carlton. No, 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 hang on, hang on. Did you say they're bringing in the B squad? Yeah. B squad's always the A squad, mate. <laughs> what the fuck does that even <laughs> no, mean? No, I got so- it. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> if anyone likes the life aquatic with Steve Zizu, they oh, will right. enjoy yeah, the okay. shit out of that. <laughs> you know, the captain of the B yeah, squad. Love it. No, no, I, I, but honestly, Mitch Brown comes back. There's your forward line there. <sighs> Mitch Brown. It, doesn't it, doesn't we're it missing hurt, Shield, you know? so he'll be playing further up the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a bit of like whoever wins, you <laughs> lose next week? Ball. <laughs> you reckon? It's, I feel for Woosha. It's a lot of pressure next week. Is there as much as normal though? Because I feel like a lot of people are not going to expect you to win now. Well, it is. Carlton, I, I, I really, I really think the pressure's back on Carlton. Well, yeah, actually, I think Brendan Bolton's under more pressure than than Woosha this week. So I reckon because, because Carlton can't win this. We've got yeah. McKernan and Brown as players that I think are available and will probably be selected. McKernan, if he's on, so is Merritt out? No, Merritt's in. Merritt's in. So you're missing Shield Stringer. Smith. Danaher and Smith. And Fantasia. Yeah. Fantasia. Oh. Yeah. No, no, you know, you know you got you know what you do, guys. You swap uh, you play Connor McKenna on the fucking wing. Yeah. Or Sard at like half forward. Just surprise Put me. Put him on both wings. Yeah. Just burn them. Burn them. Burn them. Clear the forward line. Yeah. Tipper in the goal square. He's gotta get Tipper in the game early. Yeah, he's kicking goals in the first quarter. Carlton fans will go home. Just <laughs> what, what needs to happen is someone like Brown or McKernan needs to go for like a crazy thing in the first bit. Tim needs to just be in the goal square for a little cheapy Josh Green super cheap. Just get him on the scoreboard. Oh, th- this goal thing with Tipper, I'm so scared about the mentality of the team. It's getting further and further. Like, this is 10 rounds into a season. and So he's kicked zero goals one when they've lost and 16-1 when they've won. <sighs> it's unheard of. Because the only other team that had a player Actually, like that. it was Charlie. Yeah. So yeah, when Charlie kicked, when Charlie got off to a good start, I was like, oh, "Get in the bag." I can switch but, the uh, phone off. We'll get to that later, but because yeah. it was not meant to be. Yeah, I'm worried about accident. Uh, this season is season's gone. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it hadn't been like they finished so strong last year that anything's possible. That's and it's still mathematically the, possible. That's literally the. And only to be thing. fair, eighth and seventh are pretty open, actually. And also to be fair, like Adelaide are seventh and. Have won one game more. They've only won one game Freo more. Eighth. Freo eighth. yep. Yeah. So really, so seventh and eighth are not locked in. Seventh and eighth uh, have played 10-1-5. Essendon have won four. I think at the moment there are five teams. The top five are a lock for finals and the rest, it's it's, it's open season, I think. Brisbane would be very unlucky to drop out from here. Depends, very, depends very how they, If they win the next two, then yeah, I'm with you. Seven and three would look better than six and four. Yeah, but that's still. I mean, you, you. How many did you win last year? Four, five for the year. Well, you've already beaten that, and it's round ten. Yeah, got to win thirteen. Though, I reckon to get in. So, still work to be done. Look, jobs to do and all that. Look, the only thing I can focus on the fact is that Fantasia is back in a week or two. It wasn't a season-ending injury, unlike Danaher and Smith. If you can keep, if you can get through Carlton, and then we got to buy, and you get the buy, and then Fantasia is back. 
And Shield might be back and Stringer might be back. And your percentage is not so dog shit that you can't rescue it. And then we've got the game after the bye is Hawthorne at Marvel. Do you know what that'd be good for, Dusha? It'd be good for a line in the sand moment. <laughs> Jesus. Dusha will win it. Then we've got West Coast at Oster Stadium where all of our fucking knees are going to explode. Yeah, but you know, remember what happened last year? Yeah, I think what happened last time you guys went over to Oster Stadium against a team that you weren't supposed to beat. Oh. Oh, there was a big murder. I think it was a freight train pool. I think that, guys, do you know how freight trains work? This is, this is, the freight train at Essendon isn't like a new, you know, magnet super special train. It's an old school coal train. And coal takes a while to warm up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, Dusha. I actually still believe. That's all the little red you got caboose. the pieces. You're the little red engine, mate. You're the little black and red engine. I think I can. I think I can. Fuck yes, you can. <sighs> we believe. What's well, decided? Essendon's going to play finals and um, everything's gonna be, good. We're going to write a letter to <laughs> <laughs> write a letter to the Essendon Football Club. Dear Essendon, my name is Joel Dusher and I love trains. <laughs> uh, next game, Melbourne unsurprisingly oh. cooked it against the Giants. Sean, they did a big shit in their pants. <laughs> Do you know what I love though? Is oh, but you know they they came back a bit in the last quarter. You're too fucking late. Game is over at halftime. Yeah, kicked seven goals in the last quarter. It's because the Giants are like ah, yeah, pack it in. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't the same as the Richmond Essendon situation because Essendon got within striking distance very early in the quarter where there was plenty of time left. Three six to twelve nine at three quarter time. Jeez, they only kicked one goal to half time. Yep. They kicked two they kicked two uh, behind the second Let's quarter. not be too harsh on one goal to half time. Yeah, but they played in a preliminary final last year. And also we played in the wet. It was dog shit weather at the MCG. And they're playing against a team that doesn't know how to play the MCG. Apparently that's gone. They know how to play the MCG and apparently they know how to play it very well. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Melbourne. The Giants are fucking scary. Max Gorn's the only Melbourne player who gives a shit. It, like, yep. The Giants are scary. Yeah. They you know, did, they, like, Hawks did a number on them and so did Frio. The difference there, though, is both Hawthorne and Frio stopped their run. Yeah. Whereas Melbourne just didn't hold them account. Well, did you see the amount of times? Melbourne that, can't because they can't run. Did you see the amount of fucking times that I, was, I watched this game? The yeah. amount of times Josh Kelly just had 10 metres of space around him. It's like. That's not a guy you give two metres of space to. He's yeah. a very good... F- what the fuck are you doing, Melbourne? Yeah, something very wrong at Melbourne. Oh, tell you what, if you're planning a ski trip, don't go. All the Melbourne supporters are going to be up at Buller this year. Jesus Christ. Next game. Do you want to be funny? Just looking at these scores, if Melbourne had played St Kilda, it would have been a draw. That is it, funny, Tom. Because in the next game, St Kilda beat Carlton, but it was a bad game. It was a bad game. St Kilda played bad. Carlton <sighs> played worse. I tipped Carlton. What, uh, you're a madman. There's well, my, no, there's my fifth tip. Did you tip um, St. St. Kilda? Yeah. I just had a gut feeling. Not a moron. And my gut is not right. So you tipped, what tips did you drop then? You tipped dogs? So I tipped, so I dropped Sydney. I dropped Oh yeah. Uh, Bulldogs. I dro- yeah, I dropped, I dropped Sydney and the dogs. Adelaide. Adelaide, yep. I dropped Essendon. Uh, no, I tipped Richmond. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and then you just dropped count. another One, game somewhere. Two, three. Yeah. Carlton and Brisbane. Four. Oh, yeah. Five. I tipped Hawthorne. I tipped Geelong. <laughs> I'll tell you what, boys. I had, I had a gut feeling about Melbourne, and I nearly backed Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, maybe. So basically, my season's One, over. Two. Yeah. Three. You'll be up there with Melbourne at four. bloody Buller. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I must have. What did I get? I got five. Yeah. Tip, tipped fucking Freo, didn't you? you no, I, 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 I didn't tip Freo. This is why I'm looking at it, trying to work out what I did. Um, I reckon you've tipped Richmond. You reckon? Nah, surely not. 
Surely not. Um, he's, uh, round 11. Yeah, he's dodging it. It's pretty. He's dogged you. No. Oh, fuck. I did. See, he's a sack of shit. Uh, At least I tell you to your face. Yeah. Um, also tipped Collingwood. You're a fucking traitor, mate. <laughs> I don't remember tipping Collingwood. So what games did you drop then? Uh, Brisbane. I tipped Port. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Tom. Hang on, hang on. So I got one, two, three, four. Yeah, I dropped Port, Bulldogs, Adelaide. That's it. And Brisbane. And Brisbane. Can't believe you tipped Collingwood. I can't believe I tipped Richmond. I thought we were in it together, mate. I thought I'd Sean, fuck hand on heart, mate. I thought we were buddies with Buddy Franklin. I honestly thought I'd tip Sydney. I thought I'd changed my tip and I mustn't hit save. Do shop put this to you. Tom's got form in this department. Uh, actually he does. Mm. Less said about that game, the better. Do we want to talk about the last game, Sean? Uh, well, are you okay, mate? Uh, I am. Yep. I'm better than you would expect. Well, I thought you would But there is be. a reason for that. Reason being, I, I spent the day, actually, I was hanging out with my mum as a as a gift. We went to see uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which, as you know, <laughs> yeah. or, for those who don't know, it's a very long show. There's two parts. Hang on. Just quickly. You I just had- my fucking Harry Potter? Yeah, look, right, I, I don't care it. about your magic shit. What I do care about <laughs> is the magic of friendship, something that Tom clearly also doesn't care about. Hey. Do you know how we found out that he tips Sydney? Yeah. He messaged us out of the blue, 4.11 on a Friday. <laughs> I've changed my tip to the swans. Fuck yeah, buddy. And then you, Sean, you're like, me too. Eat shit beams. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did it. But then you also predicted this, Tom. Ha, 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 can't wait to lose. Sean, you said, but we'll claim the moral victory. That's right. You have no morality. You're a fucking dog, mate. Do you know who I am, guys? I'm really, I'm, I'm rocked Dane by Dane Beams? No, no, I've been watching a lot of Geelong this year. I think I've got the Gary Ablets. <sighs> Worse. I act like I'm better than everyone, but I'm just dropping elbows left, right, and center. I can't believe I tipped Richmond, although you did as well. I that, tipped Brisbane. No, but that's fine. I tipped Brisbane. We've established this. Go with you boys. If you've got to do it, you got to do it. Just uh, don't it, lie it to hurt. our fucking face about it. it I didn't. It was in a text Tom, message. Tom, this is really bad, mate. It also, no, it hurts more Okay, from what Tom. I'll do, guys. It hurts more from Tom tipping Richmond because he usually rides all three of our trains straight into the ground if he has well, to. Well, I thought I had. This has happened too often. Boys, the Sydney one is real bad, Tom. Boys, boys, what I'm going to do, <laughs> boys, what I'm going to do is next week I'm going to send you a screenshot of my tips. No. I'll go one better. I'll show you, send you a video of Tom, me putting in my tips. I don't care. Too late. We don't care. The trust is actually broken. Yeah. Nah, fair. Fucking shit. <laughs> Do you even want to talk about this last game before? Well, we? uh, well, that's the thing. So I was in the, the show from 2 o'clock in the afternoon till about 10.30 at night, and there was a few intermissions, so I did come out at one point at about 5, 5.30 when the game was starting. Had a look at the early stages, and then I think just before I went back in for the final part of the show – I looked at the score and saw that we lost by a point and um, tweets started firing in and everything. I just turned the phone off because I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to enjoy the magic that was on the stage. As opposed to the did magic. Watch, did you guys watch any of the game? I, I, I watched I watched the whole game. I talked to my brother today who's a, obviously a Brisbane fan and he was like, I recommend you don't watch it because you will rip your hair out. You will. Hipwood could not kick a goal. His goal kicking is a serious say, and he had a cu- serious problem. He had a couple of turns late. It'll come good though. He will. Like there were some really nice moments in it, but there'll be things that will do your head in. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to watch this game. Harris Andrews played 
the game of his fucking life. I heard he absolutely destroyed Hogan. Hogan, I don't think he kicked a goal. So I know you're not going to watch the game, but here's just some of the things you could have looked forward to if you did watch it. Mm-hmm. Eric Hipwood, seven touches, 28% disposal efficiency. Doesn't surprise me. I said leading into the game, I was talking to my brother, and I said Freo are very good with their two key position guys in the back line. So I didn't I didn't really think that it was going to be a game R- that Ryan for them was probably best on. Luke Ryan was best on. Easy. Yeah. And Pierce is a gun. So I didn't yep. really think that Hipwood and McStay would get off the chain. It had to be a game where Charlie and Link McCarthy and Cam Rayner stood up, and it seems like Charlie did. Charlie did for a quarter. Yeah. Um, I thought but your backline were amazing, like Rich, Hodge, um, Witherden played really well. Hinge, is that his name? Yeah, Hinge. He did Rich a couple Hinge. of nice things, made a couple of mistakes. Kicked his go, first goal, though. Yeah, it was a nice one too. Yeah, I watched. I want to watch that just to see the boys get around him. Um, the, but the thing is, with under a minute to go – under, th- under 30 seconds to go. I've seen that part of the game. To be fair, Cameron's trying to win. Charlie Cameron goes off his man to try to get the ball away from Luke Ryan and take yeah. it the other end, and he just misses it, and it means there's two spare guys. But it's the fact that it's probably the slip. He slipped over, which then there's no pressure on that guy kicking it to Walters. Yep. And Walters is able There's a bit of what-ifs. But if you're going to lose a game after the siren, it's not as – crushing a way to do it because the scores were level. So it's yeah. like it would have been a draw anyway. Yeah. If we were in front and then it got snatched away, then it's like, oh, man. And to be fair, you didn't kick a goal in the last quarter. No. Well, we kicked five in the first, five in the third, and then went goalless in the second and the fourth. Weird That's game. That's insane. Weird game. Very weird game. I'm happy for um, for Walters, though. Oh, it was awesome. It's an awesome thing to, for him to be able to do. Do you know and who especially was Especially the- in, on, you know, Indigenous round and everything. The best person to follow during this game was Neroli Meadows, who's yeah. the – Fox Woody commentator, oh, who is a big, Freo. <laughs> big Freo fan, and talks like was like, "Look, I love Lockie Neal. I've always loved him. I love, I love interviewing after Brisbane games, but it would have broken me in half had they have won that one." <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what: if you wanted a player to be kicking for goal after the siren, and you're a Freo supporter, Michael Walters is probably the pick. Uh, he's an absolute gun. The best is like watching the footage of that, and as a Brisbane supporter, this isn't good. But the kick is like. Nowhere near the goals yet, and the crowd have just gotten up. You can see them get they get up because it just needs to score. Yep. The, the moment that they realize it's going to make the um, distance, because it was online. The fact it that he like hit it was the post, it's yeah. a monster kick. He, he, so it's the end of the game. It's been a slog. He's fucking exhausted. He kicked a massive one earlier. Yeah, he kicked it forty nine meters. And it, it looked it, way it longer than that. Smashed the post Huge. like halfway yeah. up. Yeah, That's what, so it's in like he, he kicked it from about forty nine. Yeah, huge kick. Anyway. Sorry, Sean. How easy would it be to shank that? Oh, yeah. So that's awesome. Out in the full. He's, he's nearly their most important player. I, I think, think he is their most yeah. important player. Yeah. Freo, again, I don't know. They're up. They're down. Trent Cooper was coaching that last quarter. I think he might have been. They, only one goal was kicked in that last quarter. Yeah. But it was exciting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, should we look at our tips next week before we get to emails? Yeah, we should. Is there any point in me telling you how I'm tipping? No. You is know there, what? Is there any point in me tipping? <laughs> you know no, what? You know no, what? Fair enough. No, no. I'm no, no, that no. far behind now that I'm going to go miracles now because I have to. Jesus Christ. It's going to be like last How year. How about again. I just go through my tips and you both just quietly listen? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm going to chime in. <laughs> North Melbourne versus Richmond. I'm going to go with Richmond. North. I will 100% tip North and will not Shut tip up, Richmond. Shut up, Tom. I'm going to tip North because when a new coach comes in, teams get a lift. <laughs> nah, I think Tigers. And it's at Marvel. Oh, boy. Tigers have to travel. Ooh. Yep. Uh, yeah. Then Saturday, we've got Collingwood take on Freer at the MCG. Collingwood. Collingwood. Uh, then Giants Stadium, we've got GWS taking on Gold Coast. Giants. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Giants. Tom, Closer the- than you would think, but yeah. Giants. What the fuck? Why are both these games 145? Oh. And then we've got a GMHB. Oh. And yeah, then that's- G- Sorry. Th- Look, that's- I understand <laughs> that the time is frustrating. No, it's, it's fucking idiotic is what it is. Put one of them on a three? One of them on. So last weekend, we got a... A one ten, a two ten, a four forty, and then two seven thirties. Do that. And then this week we've got two one forty fives, a four thirty five, a seven twenty five, and then a seven forty. I like a four thirty five. That's a good time because it leads it leads straight into the next the seven twenty five. Nice, good. it's nice. Well, one one forty five seven. Uh, sorry, one forty five four thirty five, and then seven twenty five. That's a run, isn't it? All three of them back to back to back. Anyway. Yeah. Collingwood will beat Fremantle. GWS will beat Giant, uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast will be competitive for three quarters. Geelong will beat Sydney. Yep, I hope. Uh, Brisbane will beat Hawthorne. Yep. Adelaide will beat Melbourne. Oh, I don't know. Yep. Nah, guys, this time last year was when Don Pike stared at his players for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they'll remember it. They'll be afraid. They don't want that to happen again, and they'll win by five goals. You know that all love here. People I like, can't tip Melbourne anymore. They're like they're going to drop text. They're not going to fucking drop text. Like yes, it wasn't a good look, but you don't drop your captain. Nick Rewalt suggested it. Captain courageous. Yeah, like a librarian. Drop him. Oh, just sneak in and be like, oh, text you playing, mate. You've you've just gone for cutting today, haven't you? I'm upset. I know. It's okay. Okay, I was preparing for you to be really upset and not know what to do about it, but it's somehow worse that it's, it's Dusha. Shows would be so different if we recorded immediately after a Brisbane game. <laughs> it would just—it would be a lot more yelling. Yeah, the last two games you've had to record are straight off the Essendon game. I'd just be like, "Footy's whatever. I don't care. The, the boys clearly don't care. Footy, whatever." And something happens that makes you love footy again. Not fucking injuries. I tell you that much. Beating Carlton, no matter how much it... Oh, I just thought about Mitch Brown kicking a goal after the siren, and I love it. <laughs> Are you okay? Just on the Sunday games, where, what stadium is AAJS? Uh, that would be Adelaide oh, is that the China Arena. Game? No, no, no. That would be Shanghai. Is it, 
Oh. The home of football, Sean, where I just was. It's wow. three months ago. Yeah, Adelaide Arena Sorry, I was in Shanghai. confused because I forgot that Gold Coast don't have the game anymore. No. Yeah, it's St. Well, it's, not, it's never been Adelaide. Gold Coast. It's it's Ports, but they can't have a home game because they're congrat- uh. congrat- con- yeah. yes, contractually. Thank you. That was not much that better. Didn't get it right either. <laughs> Contractually. <laughs> Contractually. Contractors. This is a hard one because I don't know which team will travel to China better. Port. Probably Port because they've done it before. Yeah, okay. Port. They know all the good dumpling places. Yep. Then we have a sudden take on Carlton at the MCG. Game of the round. It I'm really is. It. It, it is, though. I'm going and I don't know why. I mean, I want. I do know why, but I'm just really scared. You should be. Yeah, I know. You should be scared because I don't know what's going to happen when Mitch kicks six. I mean, I survived a game. After the siren, all six. I haven't played this card for a while, for a few weeks at least, I think. So I'm going to play it now with Essendon. I'm going to back Essendon because if they stand for anything, they get up and win. I would just like to put it on record that I did survive the game where Tipper kicks seven. So I would probably survive a game where Mitch kicks six. Oh, that's a tot- yeah, yeah, yeah. You started saying <laughs> it. And Mitch is different. He's no tipper. Oh, yep, I'm going bombers. Bombers. But stand by for a message on Sunday morning where I go, boys, I'm I'm switching to Carl. Especially because we don't Stand know by that- for a message on Sunday morning where I go, I back the bombers. And then on Monday we learned that I didn't tip anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I backed nine draws, boys. I wanted the least exciting games of football possible. Well, actually, no, that would be amazing. Nine draws. <laughs> Holy fuck. Could you imagine? That would be cooked. I think by game six, I'd stop watching because I'd be like, I know what's going to happen. Fuck. <laughs> Someone do the math on like the percentage chance of that ever happening. Oh, it's in- <laughs> in- literally impossible. There would be an actual percentage, but no. Who can we write a letter to to get this to happen? Get the umpires. Yep. <laughs> hey Ray, <laughs> dear you Mr. Razor, I think fuck. you are sometimes a big fuck, but please make it draw. Love from How Good's Footy, aged seven. <laughs> kiss, hug, kiss, hug, footy. Fuck you. Yeah, Essendon, I think, but also we haven't had the squad selected yet, so like Mitch Brown mightn't be back. He will. Who else is going to play? I don't know. Hey, when's the draft? Imagine if you picked up like a a rookie, the mid season draft. Yeah, is it this yeah, week? We get, happening right now. Yeah, we get three players. So imagine if they all play and you win. Hey, Dusha. Yes, Tom. Have we received any emails in the last week? Oh, <laughs> so nice to hear you ask like that. Not only have we received some emails, Tom, we've received Great, some- better read them now. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what you missed, Dusha, because you got excited and started reading them with the look I gave Sean. <laughs> where he was like, oh, fuck, he's going to be a dickhead. <laughs> So not only did we get emails, Tom, Sean, oh, yes. we uh, also got snail mail. Uh, yes. Which we might start with that one. Yep. So Dave, who lives in the UK, sent us a package oh. similar to the package that West Western Bulldogs sent us. Now this is way better. Yeah, this, this one seems, has. This seems consistent. This one, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, our presence, this package seems consistent and like both its hamstrings work. And doesn't have a shit haircut. Yeah. Loyal too. Yeah. So the letter from Dave that came with this package yep. uh, says that he just wanted to send us some sale mail to thank you to thank us 
from getting him into AFL. He's from England. He's been to Australia once. I don't know why I'm holding it up as Dush is reading it, because this is a podcast. Yeah. I, <laughs> you can't see this. I like seeing it. I yeah, like seeing I, the present. Keep holding it up, please. There we go. Perfect. You put it over your face, which is good. Yeah. Not only do I get to see the package, I now don't have to look at you. Uh, oh. Surprise! <laughs> it fell off your face. You yelled surprise. This is an audio medium. They heard the surprise. <sighs> anyway. Am I going to get fired? Yes. Cool. Uh, Dave's only exposure to AFL prior to this podcast was six years ago when he was staying in Sydney and he was playing soccer with some friends, which in this letter he calls footy, but I refuse to do that. Good. Because it's not footy. And uh, he was playing soccer with some of his friends and a local Sydney football team came and was like, hey, we're going to play AFL here. Fuck off, basically. (laughs) And from that moment on, he was like, what a great game. (laughs) Uh, He was a fan of Sandspants and we released How Good's Footy and he was like, oh, yeah. I'll give it a listen. I listened to all their other podcasts and instantly fell in love with the game again. Good boy. Which is funny because that implies that he had fallen in love with the game. Fell out of love. When they yelled at him or fell in love when they yelled at him, forgot they yelled at him. Fell in love again. Yeah. Yep. Fell Um, in love more. So Sydney is his favorite place on earth. He hasn't been to Melbourne yet, but he's doing that next year. And because he stayed in Sydney a lot, the team he's picked to follow was the Sydney Swans. Fair he's, enough. That he's makes got sense. an international membership to the AFL, so he can watch uh, all the games. And he also watches the Fox sports shows that are just like behind, the, uh, like the interview shows, just so he can he's deep diving, get a, get a better understanding of the game. Good work, Dave. But uh, Sydney's Sydney isn't fine. I've never been to Sydney because I'm not a fuckwit. <laughs> So what is the package? So the package uh, is for you, Tom. Yes. Which is good because you've already got it. (laughs) I've already put it on my face. Dave also mentions that there is, in AFL England, there's a few teams that represent ours. There is a Cats and a Lions team, but no Bombers. But the Manchester team are the Mosquitoes, so they've clearly taken that from them. He bought us a top, Tom. He did. Well, he bought... You bought me a top. It yes. is the it is the West London Wildcats training top. It has AFL London on it and my initials. Yeah. It's very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Dave has said, and this is a direct quote from the letter, I hope Tom likes his top if he ever manages to get down from space. Or maybe if he breaks out of jail after breaking into the biggest sexy land in Australia <laughs> and nicking the largest adult toy he can find and using that to smash open the window... And also knock down the door. So he thinks the premiership window is not only open, but you've torn the whole fucking wall out. Sure. Question. Yes. When he referred to biggest sexy land, was it as if it was a fact or was it in quotation marks like it was a joke? Oh, uh, I'm glad you've asked, Sean, because it is definitely in quotation marks. Are you serious? Yes. Dave, I am going to wear this shirt anyway (laughs) because it's very (laughs) thoughtful. And he ends the letter with just a couple of words. Yep. Go swans. Yep. P.S. Oh, here we go. Tom. Yes. (laughs) Stand for every goal, no matter its quality or meaning, because someday these goals could dry up. See Sydney this season. I stood a lot watching the game at home. Did you stand for every goal? Because that's what Dave demands. Dave bought you a present. I stood for every goal in the Melbourne game, and I got told off for being too arrogant. (laughs) There's a fair bit of wisdom in that. Stand for every goal, because one day the goals may dry up. Far out. I want that on my tombstone. Someone had told me that after Brisbane won three grand finals because the goals did dry up. <laughs> it's it's not have expected no. it. No. But, Sean, 
The very wise John Carney did say something very similar to you after those three grand finals. Do you remember what he said? Yeah, he did. He said to my brother and I, boys, enjoy this because this probably won't happen again. And, you know, we said, shut up, dad. And then the next year we won and then it happened again. <laughs> so we were like, well, old man doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But he he was wise too. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was right. Yeah. It's that it's that um, that big uh, taxi song, you know. You don't always know what you got till it's gone, mate. Yeah. Pave paradise, put up a parking lot. Yeah, fuck. Is Paradise Lee Matthews in this analogy? And is the parking lot Brendan Favola? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, emails. So Ryan O'Grady emailed us. He listens every week from Ireland, and he's answered a question that- Ah. Sorry, I just love anyone from Ireland who- I see, Is he an Irishman? Yep. Love the Irish. <laughs> uh, and he's emailed us- but No, just- I do. My favorite player in Geelong right now is Mark O'Connor. Sorry, Dusha. <laughs> I just wish- that in that pause when no one is talking and I look at both of you yep. to see if I can keep the, reading the email, yep. you would then either talk then or not talk at all. But yeah, instead, yeah. you wait for me to start talking. Yep. And look, the listeners know you do it, Tom, because I can't edit that out because you're talking at the same time as me. And yep. that's you're so loud yep. that your voice is still coming through on my microphone. Shut up, Tom! Great podcast. Okay, do sure I will. Shut up! <laughs> 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 I hope you fucking choke. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tom York, calm down. Great podcast last week. Also, Ariadne is pronounced Ariadne because we weren't sure. (laughs) Great. So obviously he spelt it how it's spelt, but then he's spelt out the pronunciation. So keep it up from Ryan. Ryan, that's great. I just want to put a note in to anyone from Ireland who messages us. Just let us know what part of Ireland you're from. Just fascinated. Okay. Just because my family's from there from way back, so I just like to know. I've been there. I like to know the layout and. All right. You know, if he says I'm from Tipperary, I'll go. Oh, fucking awesome! Yeah, yeah. we're probably related. If he says he's from Cork, I'd be like, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we have trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Good email. All right, next email, and this is from Caleb, and I am nervous about this one based on the first sentence alone. Let's go. I know you guys have talked a lot about being a TC to your team, in brackets like Dusha in regards to the Sydney fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that is a good name for that incident, the Sydney, Sydney fiasco. Well, the festival I was at, and now because it doesn't exist, I'm happy to give names, it was Freedom Time, so you can probably work that into Sydney Freedom Time fiasco. Oh, man. What a great Or band. the Ferris wheel fiasco, as it happened on oh, a Ferris wheel. Sydney There's- Ferris wheel fiasco. Hi, we're at we're Sydney Ferris wheel fiasco. Listen to our record. Thank you, Tom. No worries. <clears throat> Sounds like a Tintin adventure. <laughs> Starring Joel, Joel Dusha and the Sydney Ferris wheel fiasco. <laughs> Tell you what, it's bad. <laughs> but what about your second team? I back the Geelong Cats, but I also have a massive soft spot for the Lions and the Bombers. You boys slash men are to blame for that. But recently, GWS have exploded onto my radar. I can't decide whether it's because they are winning or because they are a team that loves footy. Help me decide if I need to add it, add to or change my second favourite. P.S. Tom isn't that bad. Just give him a chance not to show his aggressive arrogance and he might just be okay. Let's be honest, that's all you can really hope for. Sincerely, Caleb. Do you know what I love? Is this week Caleb's gone on a bat very hard for me in a week where I have accidentally betrayed the boys. That's <laughs> true. So... Caleb, I'm glad you've mentioned this because you've given him a chance. This was not only an act of arrogance towards Geelong, but just an act of arrogance towards friendship, thinking we wouldn't notice. It's an act of contempt. It was. He tried I, to cover it with his, oh, oh, I don't actually, I don't know what I've, oh, no, I did do it. Fuck you, Tom. I, I, I genuinely didn't think I did mm. Richmond or You Colin. betrayed both of us. Yeah, I did. Yeah, if Terence is listening, I hope he's disgusted. 
Oh, he's already designed I hope the scales of favoritism have tipped towards Jacob. Yes, uh, actually, I'm just glad. for a week. <laughs> I'm glad that you've mentioned Jacob, actually, mm. uh, because he hasn't emailed us, but that just did remind me of a tweet. There was a recent uh, image shared, uh, which is just like, what was your favorite Indigenous player to watch? Then there was a graphic that's got like 16 players. Uh, we all picked and tweeted it. Uh, Sean picked Andrew McLeod. I picked Adam Goods. And Tom picked Eddie Betts slash Lance Franklin. So you notice there that Tom's the only one who's picked two. <laughs> Jacob has replied with typical Tom to have two favorites when asked to pick one. Much like he thinks his mom has two favorite sons when she only has one. Me. I'm the favorite son if you didn't get it. Also, Ronnie Burns was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Burns. Do you know what I loved is uh, this week a lot of clubs are like tweeting out like indigenous player highlights. There's a shot where Burns kicks a banana off his left foot Face like at, on on the run towards the pocket, and it goes. It's fucking awesome. It's beautiful. Uh, also, I didn't see this tweet when it was posted, but um, OG Lizard Man on Twitter said that uh, based on my choice here, I am the best podcaster of the 21st century. So well, I'll take that. Oh, it's it's nice to get some. You are, yeah, me. Oh, fair enough. Well, like, okay, this is the thing I said to you though, Sean, about this whole thing. Was they said. What was your most your favorite player to watch? Yeah, it doesn't mean best because if I'm going to go best, best out of that group, I'm going Adam Goods. Yeah, it's Adam Goods is the best, but the yep. best to watch for me is is, is, is Frank uh, frankly Robert. nearly Adam Goods anyway. But for me, it was probably just Andy McLeod. I watched some of his highlights during the week too. Fuck, he moved well. McLeod, yeah, just glided. He was just like, oh, there's the ball. Oh, there's a bit of space. Loved him. Goodbye. Bloody loved him. Should have oh. won the two thousand and one Brownlow medal. Did he ever win one? No, he, he came he won, second. He came he, second to Ackermanis in right. 01. One the Norm Smith in the fight. Two Norm Smiths. Two, two Norm Smiths. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's insane. Gun, absolute gun. Love him. Got a big and passionate email from Ellery who is hurting, and I can relate to that. Oh, Ellery's a Melbourne supporter, isn't he? Gents, I've been quiet for a while, probably since the game against Sydney on this year's fortunes for the Demons. Let me say definitively that the piss week performance we served up on Sunday was utter dross. Dross. Mac- dross. Max Gorn is the only bloke coming off that field in a red and blue jumper who can hold his big bearded mug up. Nah, Marty Hoare as well. Your Rockman shouldn't lead your disposals or your kicks, but there he was, right at the top of our stats charts. Did he really? Yep. Where was the much-lauded midfield who could get at least some disposals last year? Where was the patience in selecting who we would, who would be delivering to inside 50? Maybe we should all just try and kick the lever off the ball in hopes that Tom McDonald will just stick a couple of big mitts on it and clunk one. No! We bloody shouldn't because the bloody hasn't worked all bloody year and it won't bloody start now. That was disgraceful and the fact that I sat through and watched a train wreck that it was was worse. I feel dirty. <laughs> Jesus. Some questions to finish. <clears throat> yep. Do Melbourne actually train? Does Simon Goodwin actually coach? Can we find a plan for going inside the forward 50? Will the mid-season draft bring any relief? And no, Tom, we're not interested in Chris Scott. P.S. Fuck Port Adelaide for no reason in particular. I'm just angry and lashing out. Uh, Ellery. Regards, Ellery. Ellery. <clears throat> you can't fucking have Chris Scott. He's mine. I think you mean Brad. <laughs> Follow-up email. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. From Ellery. Yeah. Fuck. I meant Brad Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want Chris Scott either. I'm still so angry. I mean... If it's good, it's not Brad. If it makes you happy, that's Chris. <laughs> that's what we've always said. <laughs> Thank you for your email, Ellery. Still thinking about Dross. <laughs> it makes me think of Voss. <laughs> no, you know what it makes me think of? 
Instead of Ross the boss, it's Ross the dross. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Melbourne. I don't know. Have the year off, Valerie. Go to the snow. So today's show is going to end on two aggressive emails that upset two people in the room. So that's nice. A nice positive end to today's episode. Who are the two people? Uh, me and you, Sean. <laughs> you know what? You know what I reckon? Can't upset me. Okay. Yeah, you're weirdly impervious today. I'm all right. Yes, okay. Harry Potter well, calls it through your veins. We'll, we'll start with this. Uh, this is from Matthew Brown. I'm using his full name, so when you want to kill him, you know where to look. Oh, this is the one for me? Dear Carney is the subject. Yeah. The email just says, COP THAT, in all capital letters. Sincerely, a Freo fan with probably precious little to cheer for for the rest of the season. COP THAT. So, you did one. cop it. Fair enough. Copped it on your glass chin, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Tom. <laughs> Nah, fair enough. I'll cop it. However, yeah. so that was short and what aggressive. Was his name? Uh, Matthew Brown. Did Matthew Brown also tweet how good's footy? Maybe. Don't be a Brad Scott, mate. Look at the data. Let's just have a quick look. Uh, no, we got a tweet from a Matthew Knight. Oh, different Matthew. Different Matthew. Also a Frio fan who just sent a gif of Ross Lyon laughing. Nah, look, that's fair enough. I'll cop to that. Um, He's a better person in the gif next time, though. Well, no, I mean it's suitable for what happened. They Ross should just- would have been having a laugh, and um, fair enough. A garlic laugh. Yeah, I'm not uh, not angry about that. I'm glad that I looked thank at Twitter Thank you for emailing now. the show and thanks for listening. I'm glad I looked at Twitter now because we also got a tweet that said, cannot wait for this week's episode of How Good's Footy. What a weekend. I really hope we haven't disappointed them. There's <laughs> <laughs> been a lot of negative energy today because we're hurting. We're upset. Well, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Shut My team won. up, Tom. I'm on top of the ladder. My team's sixth. They're doing good. I've got no walls left. <laughs> got a lot of hope. Just I'm- smashed them down with a big dildo. Uh- <laughs> Well, we danced around it by saying adult toy, but there it is. A big fucking dildo. Yep. I think we have disappointed that that uh, that person. This episode's fucked. <laughs> so it's off the chain. Jesus. La- last you're, email. You're ghastly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Professionals. La- last email from Andrew. Do you want me to, is this to you? Do you want me to read it? Is it attacking you? Know you? Yeah, it's, it's attacking me. The subject is, how do you prepare for a loss to the blues? Oh. G'day, fellas. As a lifelong Collingwood fan indoctrinated at an early age by pilgrimage to Vic Park throughout the 90s, I have developed an avid but respectful loathing of Carlton and the Bombers. Further compounding this, I worked my uni days at Windy Hill and dealt with the worst of the supporter base, the current slash retired players usually redeeming the club with Fletcher, Lloyd and Sheedy being absolutely top blokes. All right. No surprises there. Yeah. I've learned nothing new. I'm honestly surprised to see Lloyd included in that list, to be honest. Uh, Velvet Sledgehammer, big fan. Yeah. yeah, no, like, I like him. Holy shit, guys. Great nickname. Ablett's going for the title. Velvet Sledgehammer, you Holy Hammer. He went, oh, shit. Holy Hammer. Mm. Far out. You'll have That's to hit a bloke good. hard enough for him to remember it first. <laughs> None of his bombs have even been fucking memorable, Tom. <laughs> he's working his way up. No, he's Grand he's a final coward. day. He'll he's just kill someone. He yeah. is a coward. He's going to have a two-hour chat with... Alistair Lynch. I continue. With the Bombers' massive outs, losing Cheel and Stringer last weekend, along with Danaher Smith for the season and Fantasia, unlikely, how is Dusha preparing for a crushing loss to bottom of the ladder and mutually hated Carlton? And where does it rate against losing an Anzac clash? Loving the coverage this season, boys. Footy is great. Calm the pies. So that email's not too bad, except for those last two questions. 
how am I preparing for a loss that hasn't happened? And how do I feel about a loss that was heartbreaking? And he knows how I felt about that because we've already fucking covered it. Well, Andrew, and everyone who bags the coin with it's listening, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to win. So I don't know what it's fucking going to feel like to lose to Carlton. We've, we've actually, I've, I came into tonight thinking, Carlton. And I've come out the other side thinking, Essendon. Andrew, my... I nearly said Brisbane because I'm usually backing your boys in. And you could tell I nearly said Brisbane. <laughs> it was on my lip. No, I thought you were going to be like, still Carlton. <laughs> nah. That would be... Uh, no, no, no. That's not on character for Tom, Sean. True. Tom will say that he's barracking for both Essendon and Brisbane and then he'll go home and tip against us. And then we'll still claim that it was a mistake. He's his own breed. He's a anyway. T- he's a TT. <laughs> Traitorous T. Traitorous? Traitorous Tom. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I was like... Because of the T and TC stands for traitor, so I assumed it was I was double traitorous. Well, you are. Anyway, Andrew, my advice to you is probably to uh, head to Jakarta, hang out with James, <laughs> who has also upset me. And you, I feel like you're outside the blast radius there, because if you're currently in Australia, I will find you. So moral of this email is, fuck you, Andrew. Thanks for listening. Uh, and if you want to ask Dusha how he went after Essendon lose to Carlton, Fuck you can off, send us Tom. an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Douche 13 And Tom, your arrogance is out of control. You've become the villain. <laughs> you, we made you the villain, but this week you've been like, no, this is the role I was born to play. Boys. The smug Piece of shit, backstabbing villain. <laughs> boys, 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 this is the thing you've never understood. I've always been the villain. Fuck you! Hope you long lose by a hundred points. Can't wait for Tim Coe to state. Fucking Geelong. Oh, we should include a photo of me. Nah, but we'll like we'll have to. Oh, what if we get a photo of you when you were a kid? We can't. Bl- <laughs> we no, can't because then imagine he stays and imagine like a fucking. Are we going to catfish Tim Kelly? <laughs> and then imagine him be like, "Yeah, I got this letter from this young fella, and it just oh changed everything." Imagine that. We can. We couldn't ever reveal that it was us. We already leave. have. Then he'd break his contract. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's going to be fucking public knowledge. Yeah. I shouldn't pretend to be a kid. I should just pretend to be Tom. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. Why would you actually pretend to be a child? That's a terrible idea. No, we're writing it as a kid. No, no, I don't think we are. No, we are. Or do I just write it as a kid and then he's like, I thought this was written by a 12-year-old. I was like, oh, I'm a fully grown man. I never said I was a child in that. This handwriting is atrocious. And I was like, yep, it's in crayon. I'm like, yeah. So we're writing a letter from Tom. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to make up a kid. No. From Tom. He's not going to give a fuck about a letter from Tom. It's got to be a child. It depends if it's earnest. Can we write it as if it's a child? No. What the fuck? Why are we even doing that? Write it as if it's a child, but still just sign it from me. (laughs) I think it's got to be from a child. It doesn't have to be from a child. It's not going to stay if it's a fucking 26-year-old man. 27? I'm I'm 28. 28. (laughs) (laughs) Looking good. Thanks, mate. Is your birthday next month? Yep. So you're 27. Oh, I'm close enough to 28. You lying sack of shit. <sighs> I think it's got to be from a kid. Well, he's fucking clearly got the intelligence as a child since he fucking forgot his own birth age. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if I was a kid, I'd know my age to the month. Why do I know your age better than you? Good producing, that's why. That's why, yeah. You're a good bloke.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.